Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Friday, June 1. June, it's summertime. Fantastic. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky D'Olivera. And I'm Jafet D'Olivera. Go ahead and pray. Yeah. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for an amazing week. I want to thank you for this passage. It's been good to be able to wrestle through it. I ask, Lord, for a blessing on today and a blessing also on tomorrow as we gather to worship in our different communities around the world. Give us your grace and wisdom today as we prepare and enjoy. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Okay, we're back in the English Standard Version for the third time this week, Romans 2, 1 through 11. Therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. All right. Our final question today for June 1 is this. Are you troubled by the concept of God's wrath, even if assured it doesn't apply to you? Are you troubled by the concept of God's wrath, even if assured it doesn't apply to you? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I think the reason is because, as I mentioned earlier in the week, because it feels random and arbitrary. And Uh um, even what Paul's talking about, I don't know what it is that he's talking about. Therefore, it doesn't seem clear Mm. how to avoid the wrath. And it seems like you could think that you're doing all the right things and not be. And I feel like the Bible repeatedly alludes to this idea that you think that you're fine and that you're not. And that there is something unsettling about that. Now... You know, a lot of people will say, well, just obey the Ten Commandments. But then a lot of other people add a lot of other things onto the Ten Commandments. And there's also debate as to what the Ten Commandments, any one of them even specifically means. We don't all agree on what it means to do each of those things. I'll give you one example. The one, which one is it about lying? Is it the eighth or the seventh? I can't remember which commandment it is that talks about lying. Um, It says, you should not bear false witness. Hmm. So I've always wondered, does that mean that you can't lie? Or does that just mean that on a witness stand, if you're in a court of law, you <laughs> cannot like tell like a lie? Because I've, I've I, often I have think... said that I don't think that I owe the truth to everybody. Yeah. And sometimes I've lied to people just in a social way to get out of awkward things that I don't want to have to deal with that I think would be rude to say the truth. Uh-huh. But I don't think I'm bearing false witness. I'm not... Um, condemning them to prison, nothing is going to happen to them. 
as a result of the fact that like they have really bad I make up a story. Well, somebody's <laughs> like, hey, do you want to come to my party? And I say, oh, sorry, I would love to, but my grandma's 90th birthday is that day uh-huh. or something. That To me, that is, I guess, what we call a white lie. Now, as I've got older, I've actually developed a stronger respect for the truth. I try mm-hmm. to avoid actually lying even mm-hmm. about things that are inconsequential. I probably wouldn't do that. I would just say I don't think I'm available that day, mm. which that would also be true. I am not available to come to your party, but that doesn't require coming up with a grandma story or anything. I just think, I don't think there's any reason to lie. But yeah, what I'm saying is that any one of the commandments, what exactly do they mean? Um, we talk about adultery. Are we including fornication in that? There's debate about that. Is it just if you're married and you have sex with somebody outside of your marriage that that's a problem, or is it two unmarried people? You know, a lot of the things yeah. with the commandments, people argue about what they mean. So well, I, I think, think it, it I think can be very difficult to know if you're, footnotes, if you're right with yeah. God or not. Yeah. yeah. And we as Christians don't even do those. We yeah. don't even know what they are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that for that reason, God's wrath is frightening. It, I, I, I actually do think that God's wrath traditionally is frightening because it has often been interpreted and used as a control mechanism uh, by many, many people to actually force people to repent as opposed to, and force people and control people actually, not actually just bring them to a loving relationship with God because it's been misconstrued. And I think Paul is even right there and then, back then, right at the early days, he is trying very hard to just say, look, let me just take you to this place because again, like I said, this particular portion of the text here is really just saying God shows no partiality. He's going to treat everybody really fair. You don't even understand how fair it's going to be, but it's going to be absolutely fair. And it really is your choice because he already told us in the chapter one that it really is up to you, your choice. And if you choose to go a different way, God's just going to give you up. He's going to let you live the consequences of your choice, right? Because God doesn't kill people. The problem is that we have this idea that God actually goes out there with uh, kind of like a Thor-like stick and he's just bashing people over the head all the time, just like zapping people. And I think we, we like... I don't think... Do we think that that's happening currently? Because I definitely don't think that's happening currently. I think that when death happens... I think happens, the judgment thing is being something very much in the future. I think that when death happens, and I've had this, I've had this conversation with people where they feel like death happens or a horrible thing happens, they actually believe this is God's judgment like God is doing, and you know, when war happens, hmm. you get chaplains sitting on both sides of both battle lines saying, you know, God bless you both to go into battle oh, yeah. uh, against each other and may, the, you know, God bless us to go massacre the other side. And I think there's this, there's this huge tension that we have about what we believe justice looks like and what we say in the name of God. And I think the Bible's full of these stories trying to say, re- I mean, if you read the Bible and you read the Bible and you look for the, the context stories, you will find many times that the text that we attribute to saying this is actually God's action is really not God doing it, but really us as human beings doing things and God saying, wow, okay, so I see what you're doing there again and I see you're masculine, some, I, I see, and, and they are claiming that this is God saying go do some of this stuff and it, it is interesting to see uh, how they interpret who God is. And God is incredibly, I, I do believe that God hasn't changed, but God has been incredibly gracious in the narrative of the entire story of the Bible to, to explain how he wants to just bring us back to the original plan, which is what Paul says in chapter 1. 
He says, look, I created you to worship, to belong to each other, to, to love, to do amazing things. And you, you've kind of gone off the rail. And Well, and one thing that gives me some yeah. comfort, I suppose, is the idea that it just seems completely ridiculous and illogical that God would bring into being someone like me, for instance, or anyone, and have us live and then the entire purpose of us living would be to have a vague and confusing set of rules that we're supposed to abide mm. by that aren't necessarily intuitive. Mm. Um, and then if we don't do exactly what we were supposed to have done mm-hmm. when it wasn't very clear, to then just kill us. Well, like, what would be the point I, of us living at all? I like, like that, actually. Except that here's the thing that does terrify okay, me, though, is that you know I was born a short amount of time ago, I was just born into this world. I don't really know how it works. I had no control mm. over getting here. I have no control over how I exit. I have no control over whether there's an afterlife or not or mm-hmm. what it might be like. So I and every other person, we I think we have to admit, we're at the mercy of whatever this system is that we're living in, that mm. we can't be sure. Um, we have faith in certain belief systems we that we have. Yes, or some of us don't place our trust in God. You know, we have beliefs about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm after we die, but we don't really know and we don't control any of it. So there's that. You know, it could be that God really is arbitrary enough to bring someone like me into existence to have a list of arbitrary rules that if I don't follow them, I'm killed. You know, I mean, that's possible. Yeah, yeah I think... Anything's possible because I, mean, I don't get to decide how it is. I think, I think yes, if, you're gonna, if, you're gonna, if we're going to speculate about anything possible, absolutely on paradigms outside of context of any material, yes. But if we were going to take, which is the presupposition that we have here, that the Bible is a reliable source, yeah. using the Bible as our source of, of data um, and asking how is the Bible consistent, looking at the entire narrative inside here, it teaches us that overall God is love, that he didn't create the world to, to harm people. He, cre- he didn't create humanity to harm them, but created them because he enjoyed being in community. Therefore the narratives need to be read with that kind of those specs all the time. And I think that's what Paul says even in chapter one, which you which you articulated so well, is that it is kind of obvious. He says, look, it's in plain sight. In some ways you you kind of get it, but you you choose to not get the obvious and you make it more complicated. You fashion these idols and this stuff. And then he says, therefore you have no excuse, he says. You 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 you're even judging each other. He says, stop judging each other. Just well, live maybe your life. this is a thing that slightly alarms me: is that the Bible is always alluding to the vast majority of people being very evil. Yes. And my experience is that the vast majority of people are not evil. That's not how I perceive people. I think there, are, I think that cases of people who are genuinely evil are, are quite rare. Actually, I think most people are trying to live decent lives with varying yeah. degrees of success. I and so that's what I wonder. I kind of think, obviously, God has a different scale for determining what evil is, or maybe it's even just the kind of hyperbolic tendency of the Bible writers that they like to paint everything as no, being the no, worst I, thing no, ever. I, no, I, I think, no, I think you're right. I think that you're right in, in this sense, that, that the Bible teaches that we are all born with a tendency towards not following God, but we all listen to the Spirit because it says that, you know, God says, I send my sunshine down on the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And so there are lots of people who are responding to the Spirit of God. They don't even know that they're following God, right. but they are responding. So I think there are a lot of people who are really good all the time, and they are following God, and they don't even know they're following God, which is kind of the beauty of 
God working inside here. Well, and then weirdly, people who specifically are following God and who carry out horrible atrocities in his name. Specifically. Yes. yes. And that's been a historical thing for a very long time. Yes. Which is actually the, which, which is the tragedy of those who actually profess to be in his name. And then and then the tragedy is, is that people judge God by those people. Mm-hmm. Right? But then am I being judgmental by judging judgmental people, well, for instance, well, or, you know. The, well, there's a whole level of judgment that uh, that happens every day, which we've talked about before, and we will have to talk about some more. But, my goodness, we are well over time. I Ooh, didn't even okay. realize that. I'm you're, sorry you're to everybody. You're supposed to be watching I am, and I failed. Epic. But yeah, here, talk too much. it's the first day of the month. It's good. Pinch punch, first day of the month. Hoo-hoo. I know, I know. Hey, listen, blessings to everybody. Uh, look after yourselves today. Have a great Friday. Enjoy community tomorrow with all your church worships that you, you guys are going to join. And uh, if you're here in Boulder, come and join us as well. God look after you. Live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.